When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR to sign up today and get amazing odds boosts every single day. I bet you could have got great odds if you bet on the Avs when they were up down rather 3 nothing in the second period of this game. Maybe someone made a ton of money. I, I don't really know, to be honest. I'll tell you this. I was not a believer. I did not think the Avs had this win in them. And I am very, very happy to be wrong about it. Uh, gut check time. I, we'll get into it. Let me let me do my 60-second rundown, which is going to be a 120-second rundown because there's way too much stuff in this game. 120 seconds. Book it. I'm going to do my best here. First period, I think, was actually pretty even at 5-on-5. Five five. Unfortunately, the Avs let the power play chances get away from them. They go 0-3 for 3 in the period. And... Edmonton eventually gets the one five on five goal there. Uh, Warren Fogle was a menace to the Avs tonight in, <laughs> in many ways, both taking penalties and scoring goals. He gets the first one. Second period, I think the first eight to 10 minutes of that period, the wheels came off a little bit for Colorado. Uh, they did not play very well, got dominated, end up going down 3 nothing about halfway through the game. But they battled back. A little bit of luck. Nathan McKinnon or maybe JT Comfort hits <laughs> off his butt or something for the first goal, slips its way through uh, Jack Campbell. The second goal goes in off of Cody CC. He just really likes scoring on his own team, makes it a 3-2 game. Felt like the Avs are back in it, and then they give up another one. Kind of the story of the middle section of this game is the Avs couldn't quite crawl their way all the way back, as my time's already up, but I'm going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> the Avs give up another one late in the second period to make it 4-2, and they just made their life tough. It was a hard night. It's not even night. Hard day for Colorado in this one. Uh, but they kept battling through, even down to in the third period, the Avs superstars said, we ain't taking a loss today. Nathan McKinnon comes down, just beats Jack Campbell clean, says we're here to stay. Uh, unfortunately, the Avs once again give up another goal there. Uh, just, just couldn't quite find the momentum, I think, consistently after scoring goals tonight. But after that, they finally managed to make it work, and they climb all the way back from down 3-5 to five to tie it back up. Uh, Who's, who scored the fourth goal for the Habs? I've already forgotten. Is it the tying one or the one No, the one before. before. Uh, 
<laughs> that's the one they're giving. Let's see. They've swapped so many oh, of them, okay, too. Okay, that's Logan O'Connor jamming it in. Okay, yes. That's, yeah, that's, once again, Jack Campbell being bad at hockey. Uh, we'll talk about that. And Logan O'Connor being elite. And then about, hey, I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> five minutes left in the period, a little bit less. The Avs win a face-off. JT Comfer throws it on. Lucky gets the tip. Good stick Lucky versus Edmonton is a, is a thing. They get the tie up. They get to the overtime. I was happy there. I could have lived with one point out of this game from Colorado. A back-and-forth overtime eventually leads to Miko Rantanen just outweighing Jack Campbell. And the Avs, from three down, come back, win, get four out of four points on the back-to-back. Everything you could ask for in the world. In, in what was an electric hockey game, too? Uh, let's start there, Megan. That's time. <laughs> <laughs> We're, oh, okay, we hit 100. All right, good, 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 good. We hit 100 likes. Let's do this. Dr. Dubs in the building. Cheers. Cheers. Wildest way possible. <laughs> Cheers to our secret weapon. Yep. Let's go. Oh, there's a very close angle of me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even hide it. <laughs> While Megan finishes her shot over there. Three hours later. <laughs> uh, this was a blast of a hockey game. I think we talked about it a little bit at the watch along. At times, super frustrating for Colorado fans. But two good teams going at each other. And the Avs, while they made their life hard, they also consistently found a way to, to keep themselves in this and, and get the job done. Megan. Is this a statement win for Colorado? Is this a, hey, we're putting the league on notice? Or is this just a, a one good win in a vacuum? It absolutely feels like a statement coming on the heels of a Minnesota game that unfolds similarly, though the caliber of competition that they faced with Edmonton was significantly higher. So they had an even steeper mountain to climb. But now stringing together wins Minnesota and Edmonton in unlikely games where they did not look like the better team for significant portions of the game, it absolutely feels like a character win that, as Bednar alluded to recently, this could be the fabric of this team's identity. They just have to do it consist consistently enough to prove as much. And this is trending in the right direction. Uh, I, look, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to ask any team to come back from three goals consistently, but certainly the effort level they put in tonight is what you want to see. I think it was pretty evident at, at times tonight they didn't have their legs, but they pushed through it, and, I, you know, I, I think they got a little help at times, but when you find a way to win, life feels a whole lot better than when you find a way to lose. I'll put it that way. As Colorado has been on the receiving end of this a few times this year. So, great all the way around there. Uh, Megan, take me through your thoughts, uh, starting with the first period. Avs do ultimately get a power play goal in this game eventually, but didn't look great in the first to me. It was a deflating first period. It felt like they still could climb back into this game, the Avs, that is. But because they were unable to capitalize on, was it three chances Actually, just in that frame? I don't think they got a Yeah, you're goal. right. They didn't score on you their know, fourth one either. We talked about in the yeah, pregame, neutral special teams. Like, do they win <laughs> the battle, lose it, or just not really do anything? And they, they don't. Like, their kill is fine. And they also don't score on yeah. the power play. It's kind of exactly like we predicted. Well, uh, you nailed it with more than their one penalty kill was quite good. 
Yeah. But they did a very good job of not putting themselves in the box against a good power play team in Edmonton. So credit to following the game plan on that front for Colorado, for sure. Um, I, I really don't have that much of a problem with the first period. You would like better on the power plays, I think. But it, a lot of this game just kind of felt like this was the way it was going to go. The Avs were set up for a scheduled loss. Edmonton was getting some of the breaks with the goals, with the uh, Avs not doing a, a great job of finishing early. So I, I wasn't sweating it that bad. They could have played better. And then you get into the second period, and this game just goes wonky. That was where it was a little bit frightening, is they didn't look like they had very much energy in the first period and then things start to slip away from them in the second that given how gassed they look you just didn't think that they had it in them to crawl back in yeah i, I certainly didn't I'm, i'll tell you that more faith in me if you believed in the abs tonight um it, it really was that the start to that second period that made me skeptical tonight because the abs were just getting stomped at the start of that second period and you went, okay, you know, they held it together in the first, and now it looks like they're out of gas, and Edmonton's just going to run them over. And honestly, that's kind of what they did in the first half of the second period. Edmonton really was doing whatever they wanted with the hockey puck. They put in the two goals. Uh, I, I struggle with some of these goals because a good number of them tonight from from Edmonton's side is like you just tip your cap and go, yeah, that's a talented team over there. They're doing a good job finishing. There were things that the Avs could do better. I think particularly they struggled to clear pucks at times, which set themselves up for, for long bad shifts. The first goal in the second period, the, the entire first minute 15, I think it was, uh, Edmonton just spends it all in the Avs zone and eventually... Of course, Warren Fogle scores again. <laughs> he gets the first two goals of the game. When you're looking at a game like this as the avalanche, how much of this is we know this will be better on a not back-to-back -back when they have their legs, and how much of this is, hey, you guys aren't putting in the work you need to do. Step it up. I look at the ways some of these goals against happened, like you alluded to, an inability to clear the puck. They are not winning battles along the board, and it's usually a team that's a little more difficult to play against in their own end, and they struggled with that. On that second focal goal, too, it was players that were just a little bit behind the play, and they misread it and anticipated it going elsewhere and left areas of the ice just completely unattended and then were chasing. They got yeah. caught puck watching a little bit, and I think that points to tired legs in this situation where even, yeah, there's a couple actually that are coming to mind as I'm thinking of this, where players who ordinarily have no effort issues were just a step behind or caught floating a little Dude, bit lost in space. And Edmonton's fifth goal, for sure. Yeah, I'm thinking, yes, because that might be the one specifically Manson comes to mind, and he's not the only player responsible for this in this game. It's kind of a, a just a team-wide thing that was noticed, and that's why they spent a lot of time in their own end and why we can be a little critical of their D-zone coverage tonight because they spent a lot of time there. And because they were tired, I do think that this is something that gets better when they're not on the second leg of a back-to-back, -back, but you do want to make sure that that engagement isn't an issue moving forward. I don't think it will be. I, I have confidence that this team will have no problems getting engaged. They really, 
didn't have problems getting engaged after they went down three goals. They kind of sorted it right. out and got themselves back together. Still had some struggles. I agree. I, on that fifth goal, I think it was... You could blame McKinnon or Erod, really. One of them just doesn't do a good job of, of covering the puck out high. Uh, not great. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But mistakes happen in a hockey game. Certainly in this game, mistakes happened all over the place. The Avs had some. The Avs took advantage of some. So I think we say that's hockey, baby, to, to those <laughs> situations sometimes. Uh, it, it was not good. It genuinely would not have even bothered me had the Avs said, you know what, it's the Sega Baba. We didn't have it. We're down 3-0. This one's not happening tonight. But that isn't what happened. Instead, the Avs fight back. They get it back. Uh, they get one goal back. Let's, let's start one at a time <laughs> here. Uh, after going down 3-0, it takes less than a minute. They're crediting it, crediting it to JT Comfer. We've both watched this goal back. A number of times it might hit him. We can't really tell. But this is Nathan McKinnon that creates this play, regardless right. of who scores it. Uh, we didn't give, I, I guess, the way we've been doing things, Nathan McKinnon would be our prince of the game uh, for this one. One, how important is it that the Avs have players like Nathan McKinnon, particularly on a night like tonight? McKinnon ends up with a three-point night, and did McDavid get one assist, or did he end up with no points? Let me check really quick. Yeah, one assist for McDavid compared to McKinnon's three points. Uh, winning the superstar battle, how big is that for Colorado? Well, it's huge because they don't have all their superstars either. If the spotlight becomes a little bit brighter than on Arantanen or a McKinnon in this game for that reason, but it it's also like... It's bigger than just the McKinnon or the Rantanen. Sure. It's the way in which JT Comfer, even on this goal that he's getting credit for that deflects off his body, that same mistake we saw with Gerard in the field clear that was just right outside the blue line kind of happens to Edmonton, yeah. and it's Comfer who capitalizes on it, and the Avs are able to then reset, and it's McKinnon's shot in the end, but it apparently deflects off his body. That is the kind of play, though, that... The superstars work because the other players are working with them. And that, a fair that point. asks Val Nichushkin to be in the right place <laughs> at the right time and score a weird goal, you know, like kind of um, gets credit for it. But these, the Lekkonens, being in the right place at the right time supports their superstars. And I think that's why they're successful. A, a great point. Confer getting credit for this goal. Why? Because he went to the right area of the ice. The puck hits him. Good things happen. Hard to complain when you're Colorado and, and you get bounces like that. And it, I do think that's a little bit of a difference in this stage of the season. And I know we don't love to use the phrase, you make your own luck at times. And, and certainly there are factors in luck that are out of players control, but it, it's no secret that players that go stand in front of the goalie players that find the soft spots in the ice are going to get luckier than players who are floating around the perimeter and things like that. Uh, and Colorado has put in the work here. And I re really, truly impressed with how hard they worked on a Sega Baba tonight. I am too. Even looking at the goal that follows it, the one, the weird one that gets credit yeah. credited to Val Nichushkin, that starts with Nathan McKinnon. He just anticipates transitional hockey, and he starts in his own end, creating that opportunity, an odd man rush up ice, which the Avs allowed their fair number of odd man rushes, but they were also still seeking them out and to create their own and 
even when they were down, that's where you see the engagement, the effort, the yep. heart, and that's also what ultimately helps them to win. Yeah, and look, never apologize for getting a good break. McKinnon makes a decent play. Cody Cece kicks it right into his own net. Well, it's Val that sends it across, but it's you know, McKinnon who created the play. I Nieto there. Like, there's a yeah, play in mind yeah, there. For they, sure. just, they, they benefit from luck, but it was hard work that creates it, too. Exactly. It, if Nieto isn't putting the pressure on the back door there, CC probably just catches that puck and it's going the other way. Bold. So, definitely worth noting that. And look, I, I think a lot of times, especially with people who watch this podcast uh, and that are. Avs fans first and, and the rest of hockey second, you get a little bit too wrapped up in the struggles of your own hockey team. There's another team out on the ice, and they're fully capable of making mistakes too. You put them in tough situations and you force them to make mistakes, you'll get rewarded for it. And, and we saw that, I think, repeatedly in this game, not to take anything away from the quality play of the Avs, but that CC goal... A couple of goals from Jack Campbell tonight where right. if you're Edmonton, you're probably asking him to make a save, and he doesn't. So just something to keep in mind where I, the way I like to say it is you don't have to be the best team in the world every night. You just got to be better than the other team you're playing. It, uh, it took a while to get there. Ultimately, the Avs were better tonight. I, how, Megan, you often bring up knowing when to apply pressure for Colorado. I didn't feel like the Avs had a very good vibe for that tonight. They didn't really seem to keep up the momentum when they scored goals. How did you feel on, on the pressure application? It, it feels like they made life a bit difficult for themselves, the way that they applied pressure. But they still ultimately did in the end. I feel like you saw parts of it in the second period, which was still not a great second period, but you saw parts of it, and then you really saw it come to fruition in the third. And it would have been against my advice for them to have done it in this way because you don't want to chase Edmonton late in a third period. Yep. You're taking a, a huge gamble that you're going to even have enough gas left in the tank to do as much. So obviously I would have liked the intensity to be in the first in the second, but they still, they still made it work in the third. So I, I can't fully critique that, at, you know, they're adults. For They'll sure. apply pressure when they feel it's necessary, and they found a little bit more in themselves in the third. Made it a little difficult on themselves, but they still figured it out. Yeah, yeah and I think that's, that's the key to take away. Again, we watched the Avs. The Avs weren't fully healthy tonight. They didn't have Kale McCarr. Obviously, EJ, the, uh, the report is not great yeah. for him. Sounds like a broken ankle, according to ESPN. So... Uh, nowhere near healthy, but they, they're figuring it out. It, it's the opposite of the early part of the year where it was, oh boy, now we got to watch the abs hang on again. Here we go again, ride the roller coaster. Instead, these two games, you have a relatively easy win on the front half of this back-to-back, -back, and anything but easy, but a game where the abs gut it out and do what they have to do to earn it. It... It's hard for me not to feel similar to the way I, I felt about last year's team through January when they were doing things like this. And you're like, oh, the Avs might have that little something. They might be finding their identity a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited as things have gone so far for Colorado. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get yours down here at the bar, eight different kinds on tap. 
be sure to come down here if you're local. If you're not, you can find it at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Brew, excuse me, the Breck Brew locator online at breckbrew.com. Uh, they have flavors for everyone, literally dozens of flavors out there. If you like any kind of beer, I guarantee they have a beer for you. So go check them out. And then before you come down to the bar, you want to do a little pregame action, hit up Illegal Pete's. Delicious burritos, amazing fresh ingredients. They'll help you out with whatever you want. If you're vegan, vegetarian, they got options. If you're on diets like paleo or keto, they've got options. So no matter what, you're covered by an Illegal Pete's burrito. I mean, I, it still counts as a burrito if it's in a bowl, right? Like, yeah, I'm I'm counting it. I I could be wrong. Someone will give me an angry DM about you don't know anything about burritos. <laughs> you don't know anything about burritos. But I'm counting it as a burrito. Uh, they also have happy hour from three to six p.m. every single day. Delicious margaritas down there. It's always a great time. Hard hard to pregame abs games recently, I guess, from three to six p.m. with the matinees, but. <laughs> They have games coming back at normal times soon, I promise. So go check out Illegal Pete's as well. Go get yourself some delicious food there. Uh, for the podcast itself, next week, Thursday next week, we are doing Roast My Rosters. So I've seen some really good ones already. Oh boy. Through. Oh boy. Be sure you're going over to Cap Friendly. You can use their armchair GM tool to make your own Avs roster with whatever trades you want to put on it. Uh, be sure you put DNVR in the title so we know to check. Uh, and we will have a big old fun show. We'll bring our rosters too. We'll all make some stupid or intelligent trades depending on how you feel about it. We'll break them down and, and we'll tell you everything about our fantasy Avs trade deadline acquisitions, I suppose. So be sure you're getting in on that with the Roast My Roster stuff. Uh, back to this hockey game. Let's talk about Alexander Georgiev tonight. Give up five goals. Obviously, that's not going to look good on a score sheet. I don't know if I really have a big problem with him, though. The only goal I'd say maybe you want back is the fourth one from Edmonton, the Tyson Berry one near the end of the second. A shot that just kind of finds its way through from the blue line. I didn't like that one. I didn't love the Janmark goal. Janmark, sorry. <laughs> don't know what that is. Fully made up a person. But I, I didn't like those two goals. And the others, I don't have too much issue with. He still ends up being, you know, in, in the goaltending battle specifically. Yeah. He comes up with the saves necessary to win this game. If you look at where the chances were created from largely for Edmonton, a lot of it comes between the hash marks, and that's a difficult area to make those important saves. But yep. you saw that in Georgiev late in this game, too, stopping incredible chances from Connor McDavid. That is a, a tall yeah, order. That blocker save was huge. Exactly. It's a tall order, and so it's not a perfect game from Georgiev, but it was good enough. And even though he has fresh legs, it, goaltending is such a gamble, a roll of the dice, that yeah. to get this level of play out of him, I'm still happy with, and I, I would have preferred it maybe be an easier time for him, but the win, that's what it comes down to, and... That's your starting goaltender. That's who it's going to continue to be, especially as Francois is still out with his lower body injury. Yep. I can live with that. And and it's funny. Uh, it It's a lot easier to look at these things in a positive light. I think earlier in the season when the Avs weren't getting the goal support that they've been getting of late, you're probably looking at this game and going, Georgiev needs to be one save better to give the Avs a chance here. But instead, 
tonight it's it's the forwards, the goal scoring that's picking the Avs up a little bit in this scenario. So it, it's nice when multiple facets of the Avalanche are clicking and, and not necessarily at their best, but playing well enough to get the job done. Uh, up to the defense, little all over the place tonight. Not that any of them were terrible. Um, in fact, I don't even think any of them were all that bad, particularly. You did have a little bit of, you know, Bowen Byram wasn't superstar level tonight. You had, I, I'm willing to chalk this up to bad ice because I don't think it was great tonight, Manson. but a couple of plays. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Manson falls twice in about six seconds, gives up a breakaway, and then falls over in the corner. Great call out, too, though, the breakaway. <laughs> yep. Another Georgiev save. Right. Yep. Can't forget, can't forget the ones they make. Uh, but on the whole, how how do you feel about the Avs defensively tonight? Is are they at fault for some of these five goals? It still feels team wide. Like okay. I don't think the defensive group had their best outing, and I also just feel like the whole team didn't have their best outing at points. And sure. so I wouldn't single out the defensemen in this game. Some of those mistakes that get made, I talked about losing battles. Those are battles that were sometimes forwards uh, trying to win along the boards that they didn't. And so you want the defensemen maybe in seeing their man struggle, try to help where they can, but it, it wasn't single-handedly the, the defense tonight. And in overtime especially, it became important. Like Devon Taves came up with some important stick placements that yep. helped to keep I them in this game. Lackanen as well, though. So when it mattered, the team defense did I, show up. I agree. I, I thought their overtime defense was excellent, to be honest with you, uh, particularly against players like a Connor McDavid. They didn't get torched, and that's a good job against Connor McDavid. Uh, you know, three on three is a little bit fast and loose at times, generally with defense, but credit to Colorado for a, a hockey team who at this point is not known for quality three on three overtimes really has seemed to take a step in the right direction when it comes to things like that. So, you know, I don't know how much of that is Jared Bednar finally getting his systems properly implemented on three-on-three. Three. The separation of McKinnon and Miko has certainly seemed to help with their overtimes, even if that was a few years ago. Uh, we'll get to overtime more in a little bit. Uh, the third period does happen first. And, and really, to me, when we talk about superstar-level stuff, it's that first goal in the third period. The Nathan McKinnon comes down the ice and says, we aren't losing this game. I won't let us lose this game. Just beats Jack Campbell, gets the Avs back to within one. That's the type of thing we've talked about where I'm like, that is what leading by example is for Colorado right now without the Gabe Landeskog's in the room. It's that type of stuff that Nathan McKinnon is showing the abs the way a little bit this year, I think. Uh, is How much of that is a motivation boost for Colorado in a game like this? Or did everyone come out of that intermission ready to fire like McKinnon did? I mean, he's kind of got his own set of ambition mm -hmm. that fuels him. He's on another games. level, for sure. It, it definitely <laughs> is evident, too. But it does also have to come from everybody else around him as well. Like Manson grabs that puck out of midair in the neutral zone. And McKinnon is the reliable, trusted person for that entry for a reason. Lekkanen shows patience there. It's why you trust them together, especially. They complement each other well. And Lekkanen knows McKinnon has the speed to control that entry all on his own and take that shot. And he's going to be the one 
most likely to make it there. And he does for a reason. That's why you look to McKinnon in those moments. And that one's a little bit less of a fluke. That is just a good shot from the left circle. Agree. I, I, I do see it both ways a little bit there. Great shot from McKinnon, not taking anything away from him. Anytime you see a goalie get beat short side, you're like, eh, you could have played it better. I always like what there was another McKinnon moment like this. I'm trying to remember if what game it was recently. It was McKinnon all alone. And you have to wonder, do goaltenders feel some type of way in that moment? And he does like to shoot glove, I guess. And I don't know. It just misread the situation because it's Nathan McKinnon. Must be nice to be that good that you're in other people's heads. <laughs> I wonder, right? I might be reading too much into that, but he does seem to have that ability because it's not the most unexpected thing. That's actually what Nathan McKinnon does. And goaltenders probably know this. Yep. They're, uh, it, it's the value of having a true superstar on your team is it, things like that, things you see, not just from the goaltenders, but from defensemen even who, you have to respect Nathan McKinnon's ability because he's proven if you try to step up on him, he can beat you. So he's he's given space, he's given time, he's given lanes that some other players might not be because they haven't earned them yet. And those lanes are great, but you have to take advantage of them. McKinnon did that in this hockey game. Again, that's why he's our prince. Again, Avs do get in their own way, though. They give that goal back just about three minutes later with the Yanmark goal. Megan, is there some particular you didn't love about this one? Just Georgiev? Or? I, I just didn't think where he was. He was just kind of like in the slot, not really much traffic there yeah. screening Georgiev. And the play didn't unfold so quickly that he couldn't have had eyes on Yanmark. Wasn't an all-world sure. shot. It just... Felt like a less dangerous area for him to have taken that from that I think Yorgiev could have read just a little bit better. Yeah. I, but not. I, there's I, a lot of goals. That ha like it's there's there's 11 goals in this game. I 100% agree. I, again, I, that is the type of play where I think you're asking your goalie to make a save because there were errors in front of him. Yanmark is not covered. Again, whether it be Erod or McKinnon who messed up the switch with the puck carrier. Just don't cover the guy. You don't love that. But. If a guy has the puck and is shooting on your goaltender unscreened, you want to see better there too. So there's layers to everything, as, uh, as they say. And poor play. The one thing I will say is I do think the Avs did a good job of containing their poor play, compartmentalizing it. They have a bad shift. They give up a bad goal. They put it in a box and they move on to the next portion of this game because they, they just continued to find ways to play effective hockey, even if it wasn't the most pretty, even if it wasn't the best, it was good. That's what I love about how the Logan O'Connor goal happens too, because it's born through hard work and persistence, just jamming a puck in right between the posts there. And you don't know that if that's going in or not, but you have to try if you're yep. Logan O'Connor. Oh, of course. And it pays off. It shows too that... They weren't counting themselves out of this game. That That's where you see the effort, too, that they're still continuing to push and push, and they get rewarded. Yeah, man. And look, mindset is, an important, is as important as anything. There was never any doubt in the Avs' mind that they could win this hockey game, and they did. <laughs> I, There's if doubt I was, in my mind. I did. <laughs> that I, doesn't matter. Look, if I was out there, the Avs aren't winning this hockey game. Not because I can't play hockey, but because I would have given up, <laughs> straight up. 
Uh, the Avs didn't. They 100% believed in themselves this whole way through. And I, and I think there was a little bit of proving it, not just to us, the fan base, to the league. There's a little bit of proving it to themselves tonight, yeah. that they can do this, that they can get over these humps and beat these challenges as a hockey team this year. Megan, we got to come up with a name for the Avs identity this year. You're the you're the big champion of they've they haven't hadn't found it a month ago. Are they slowly finding it at least? Absolutely. Like I I don't have a great slogan in mind yet, <laughs> but that is the important note is that they are not last year's team and they have to prove to themselves what this year's team is. It's important to adopt things that worked well for them last year, but it requires finding themselves this year. And that, that's going to mean a couple different things. It's probably going Absolutely. to be uglier at points, truthfully, because of the number of injuries they've had to face that they didn't last year. Yeah, I mean, not just that. I mean, I don't think this team is as skilled as last year's team. That's not to say they aren't unbelievably skilled. That's not to say they might not. At health, I believe they are still the best team in the NHL. But they're not getting a 90-point season out of Nazem Kadri. They don't have Andre Burakovsky putting up 60 points on their third line. And the way you overcome that is usually a little bit of grit and grease. You have to work a little bit harder at times. You have to dig out some of those tougher goals because you don't have the globetrotter-level talent to just score at will anytime you want. And Matt Murray doesn't play, or Matt Murray, Jack Campbell. I get them mixed up constantly for some reason. <laughs> Because Toronto went out and That's got one, sad. and Edmonton went out <laughs> yeah, and got the other. I, I, Campbell has not been what Edmonton wanted oh. him to be. It, it, no. It, it, I'm not going to say that was predictable, but certainly has not lived up to what they had hoped. And again, it's the hard work. It's Logan O'Connor getting to that puck that takes advantage of the Jack Campbell, can't quite find it, can't quite cover it, and he makes him pay the price. So it's not just poor play from Jack Campbell. It's, again, the Avs forcing errors out of their opponent. And I can't think of anyone to better represent that than Logan O'Connor. I think the slogan could be something like, get ugly. Because I, I do like think it. that the team male model has, is not familiar with this concept. And they might need to get familiar <laughs> with getting ugly. So hot or not. <laughs> Camille's head perked up. <laughs> get ugly, hot or not. Do you like that for a slogan? Get ugly. Cool. <laughs> we're, we're, Proved. We got a hot. We're good to go. Uh, appreciate the ugliness. The game time goal, honestly pretty. And brings us to our king of the game. He doesn't score the goal, but he sets up the play. Is the one who shoots it on net. I, officially, tonight, I think he's evil, JT Comfer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a four-point night for JT Comfer. A guy who has consistently stepped up when the Avs have asked more out of their depth. It's been JT's role this year. No, it's <laughs> true. You, <laughs> clutch factor, do you believe in it? <laughs> we, we are not going down that road. But Dude, Can we? I'm down. But JT has had a lot again. asked of him more than just clutch moments. Like He's just been asked, like, hey, can you actually just show up regularly? We don't just need you in clutch moments in this regular season. That's we actually point. just kind of need you all the time. A little consistency, yeah. Yeah. And he, that has been a criticism of a few players. It's not singularly just JT Comfer, but he has become a little more consistent than they're used to seeing out of him. And he's been able to show up, not just in the important moments, but in other moments too, though this is an important moment in this game that he also shows up. So still very clutchy, but (laughs) 
he's become bigger than just the clutch player. He's become a player who can show up a little more regularly. And that was incredibly necessary because there is a lot of mystery still in their top six. He has been at least a, a part of why it could stay afloat. Just to, just to play to the clutch factor a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting fired. <laughs> his, his three assists in this game come on the goal to make it 4-5, the goal to tie the game, and the goal to win the game. Sounds like clutch to if me. You think of a word <laughs> to describe JT Cobber <laughs> that wasn't evil. <laughs> or ginger. <laughs> clutch feels... It feels, it feels in line with That's certainly tonight, at the very least. <laughs> uh, Well-deserved king of the game for JT. Totally understand if you want to give it to McKinnon, who had a three-point night as well. Very fair. Uh, that, uh, that goal he stole from Mac put JT over the, over the top, though. <laughs> that, it all came down to whoever get credited for that first goal. <laughs> That's a good point. It was pretty split there. Uh, we are brought to you by the amazing people over at Athletic Greens. Uh, the abs needed Athletic Greens, and they're going to need it again next weekend. I get Friday's the weekend. It counts. Uh, when you're recovering from back-to-backs in hockey games, Athletic Greens can keep you going. It makes sure to get your immune system amped. It's got 75 different vitamins and minerals, a bunch of adaptogens and probiotics in there. A bunch of athletes do use it regularly as part of their workout and recovery routines. So you know it works when uh, athletes are using it all over the place. Also, tons of people just use it like crazy. Megan and Jesse are the ones I that are, it. they hoard it on the, uh, the abs <laughs> beat. Our, our secret weapon uses it as well. Our secret weapon, the hammer, also uses <laughs> athletic greens. And if you've ever heard the hammer, that's all you need to know. It works. Endorsed by the hammer. What? There's nothing <laughs> better. That you can, by the <laughs> there you go. Perfect. You can go to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to order today. When you do, you get a year's supply of vitamin D included absolutely for free. So go check it out. Athletic Greens is just one scoop in your cup of water. In the morning is when most people take it, but you can take it any time of the day, and it got you covered. Uh, again, athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to check them out today. Also, of course, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Uh, use code DNVR to sign up there. Bet $5 on anything to get $200 in free bets, which you can then go bet on whatever you want. And I, look, I, I feel pretty good about splashing some cash on the abs right now if I were you. Splashing, uh, splashing some cash on JT Comfort to be clutch for the Avs, <laughs> you know? You get down late in a tie game, maybe just throw, throw a couple bucks at JT. See what happens. Uh, of course, you can bet on all sorts of other stuff, too. It doesn't have to be hockey. Nuggets are a pretty easy bet right now. They're, they're pretty good this year, if you haven't heard. Uh, I, what, which football league started up? Is it the XFL or the USFL? You are asking the I, wrong I, I'm also the wrong person. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, but there's always football to bet on, too. So check them out. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for more details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Use the DNVR code over at DraftKings. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. First of all, does Lecky just have some some magic against Edmonton? <laughs> That's a great point. I I don't know what it is about Lecky then because he it, 
he also is a player that can quietly show up in important moments, yeah. whether it be what he brings to the table defensively or just <laughs> having his body. Be abused repeatedly. In, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I was thinking too, just like back to the placement thing of being in yeah. the slot at the right moment. It, it has come now in back-to-back -back games. It has come up big and important. Mm -hmm. And so he just, he's a triple threat in that way. And it's why it complements someone like Nathan McKinnon so well too. But in overtime specifically, he came up huge defensively. He plays well under that pressure. I, I, with especially with Landy out, is is Lecky the one forward you would choose to defend Connor McDavid? Yeah, because I I would also put Val Nichushkin in that conversation for sure. And he actually looked pretty good in overtime as well. But because he hasn't been quite back at a hundred percent, Lekkonen's been that guy. Especially against someone like McDavid, where you know Nachushkin's issues have been with foot, ankle. Right. You need the mobility, foot speed of Lekkonen in that situation. Yep. And he has that. He's he compact. <laughs> Small package, big uh, big bomb. I don't big, know. Big bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you get into that overtime, though. And again, I I really like this overtime as a whole from Colorado. I I think they played it very, very well. Not perfect. You had McKinnon on a chance who turns over a puck, things like that. Yeah. But defensively, super solid. And multiple quality chances generated for Miko Rinton. And, yeah. and uh, look, JT Comfer, king of the game. That face-off at the end of the game mattered. It's a, it's a good point because this is a team that notoriously plays good hockey but just can't win the face-off battle. But when they need to, JT Confer got a big Good one. Good guy. Yeah. yeah, it. They only matter when they matter. That one mattered. That one definitely <laughs> mattered. Uh, credit to Miko too. Uh, we've seen him do this before, but gets the puck, is able to create space for himself, cutting through the middle. Once he has that space, he looked dangerous. You well, could feel it was coming. He has this uncanny ability to get goalies to commit to him like come off their crease and commit to him as he waits. If goalies just stay in their crease and get up against their post, that thing where he just waits them out doesn't work. But for whatever reason, Miko does something with that puck that baits goalies out. In this case, it wins the games for the Avs. So I, I love that kind of stuff. Cause I don't, I can't break it down. I can't go watch and be like, Oh, Miko did exactly this. And this is how it worked. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Miko's just a superstar. And is insane. <laughs> like, Miko is well, and it's it's funny. I think somebody here had joked about Miko Rantanen taking meaningless shots in <laughs> overtime, and he he took one that really counted. So yep. And the thing is, he did create it himself. He it wasn't just a lucky did. shot. Yeah. It was very conscious what he did, and you could feel it coming because <laughs> he created a more dangerous chance for himself. And that's what I liked about their overtime period is the exit and resetting, which gives me a little bit of panic, <laughs> is what has brought them success in overtime. It can make it look a little bit boring. Definitely. But it, it also pays off because they're looking for the more dangerous chances. We even saw Bo get a little excited at <laughs> one point, but they stuck to the identity of they what did. they're supposed to do in overtime, and it brought them success. Sometimes you just got to stick to the plan. I guess Bednar's a decent coach after all. Bednar, good coach, confirmed. <laughs> uh we got a few super chats here. If Tiff didn't break something. <laughs> <Poor Tiff. laughs> 
<laughs> uh, $2 from Degro who says, I believed the whole time. You're stronger willed than I am, Degro, but power to you. The word schedule loss was thrown around? Just a few times. Just a few times. Uh, $2 from Vaguely Sober who says, nice comeback. Sweaty boys are off this week. That's really cute because the abs will be off this it's week. It's true. The ad, there you go. The abs identity, the sweaty boys. The sweaty boys. <laughs> they are sweaty. Good point. Facts. Got to work hard. You got to sweat a little bit. All right. That's I'm here the for identity. it. <laughs> sweaty boys. <laughs> Uh, $5 from Banks, who says, also evaluation of Gorgie tonight. I didn't hate his play, even with the five lit in. I think we pretty much covered that. Uh, yeah, one or two you'd probably like a save on, but at the end of the day, he played well enough to win, even if it was a crazy one. And then $10 from Australia Lanch, an, a, an early morning game for you. Some, some breakfast and hockey for you today. Uh, this is the type of win that will hopefully give them a big confidence boost. Great game. Great coverage by you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, Australia. Thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, I. it's hard not to have the uh, think that the Avs are riding a high right now. Unfortunately, they ride a high right into four days off in a row. <laughs> so the, uh, the steam might come off a little bit, unfortunately. But it's a good way to go into it. Avs technically on a winning streak that is three in a row for Colorado, too. So they're doing what they have to do. They win on a night. Minnesota also won today. So they're maintaining that gap there. They're also continuing to close on teams like Dallas and Winnipeg, who have lost the last few games. Everything coming up Millhouse right now, basically. <laughs> and the unfortunate news with Kill McCarr is... Maybe made better with a few days off. That's true. They're not missing any games without Kale McCarr, at least in that small stretch of time that he can properly rest up and be evaluated very closely, I'm sure, just to play it very safe. Yeah. I'd, of course, there is absolutely no reason to to rush McCarr back. Hopefully, it's just precautionary. Right. He's fine. You don't know. Or the ads know. I don't know. Um, either way... You don't want to mess with any of that stuff. A late super chat here from Jack for $5 who says, Hey guys, hope I can come back to the bar from Pennsylvania for another cup soon. Love seeing the grit of this team. Been a rough season, but we are back. I love it. Yep. I, I hope you can make it back to the bar as well soon. We had uh, Saki Sam was in here today. You know, a regular viewer from Japan. Oh, that's awesome. So I did mean to ask where... Some more questions. <laughs> yeah, we never we never found out what part of Japan you're from, Sam. So let us know uh, where you where you were at. But anyway, I, I think I'm about good. Any anything you want to add or final thoughts, Megan? No, this was a a surprising post game show. It, I thought it was going to be very different. We me began too. Talking this from a very different angle. This me felt very too. good. It did. It really did. And I, I think that's part of the reason that. We didn't get into a whole bunch of the negatives tonight because it doesn't matter. The Avs won the two points. They got there in a crazy fashion, in a fun fashion. And I'm just not going to sweat it beyond that. A win's a win. We are going to get out of here for the day. But before we do, we are brought to you by FOCO. Be sure to get all of your Avalanche merch, of course, all your sports team official licensed apparel, all sorts of good stuff. They got crazy amounts of bobbleheads, uh, other weird, I don't want to call them knickknacks because like Crocs or shoes, that's not something that just sits in your house. 
Crocs are something you actually wear, which they have those. All sorts of cool merch. So go check it out at foco.com. Use the DNVR code for 10% off your order when you win. There you go. A Wolf hits it on the head. Final thoughts, Avs win. We love you. We are off tomorrow, but we will be dropping our first video in our trade deadline targets series. So keep your eyes for that on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe. Go, uh, go watch it when it releases tomorrow. We'll be back on Tuesday. I think we will have quite a bit of trade deadline talk this week, including that Roast My Roster on Thursday. We love you, and we will talk to you on the next one.